Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. In this week's episode, you're going to meet Denise Benz, entrepreneur, company CEO, and new author, as she shares her personal journey to finding her authentic voice. But first, she had to learn to hear the voice of God and to trust that her steps are indeed ordered by the Lord. I call this episode, Finding Your Authentic Voice, Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. I am so excited to have you. I am so excited to be here. And I was just, there's so many, there's so many, um, serendipitous type moments throughout <laughs> my life that has like it, woven everything together to be where I'm at. I'm like, I don't even know which one to pick, right. but maybe the one about the book is, is probably, um, I don't know. It's pretty timely and interesting just how God right. works. So, yes. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about a little bit of everything. And it's like I said, okay. it's just easy flowing. Okay. This is just old girlfriends chatting. <laughs> Excellent. It's, di- it's diva, t- diva time. Diva time. So first, let me just introduce you to the listening audience because they'll be like, oh, BJ's just talking and we don't know who she's talking to. <laughs> tell us who you are. Tell us just a little snippet about who you are and a little bit about yourself. Oh, my goodness. So my name is Denise Benz. I am a brand manager. I help people develop their personal brand and uh, make sure that who they who they work to be in the public eye is in alignment with how they're presenting themselves visually, Love via it online or, ve- or if it's their message, but I wanna make sure that everything is congruent so that they show up authentically. Right, awesome. Yeah. Which takes us to the title of your book. So for my listening audience, it's been a long time since I've seen and talked to Denise, but yes. I'm always praying. This is how this podcast works. I'm always praying, God, if there's a voice that you want out on the airwave, lead me to that voice. Hmm. And as I was thinking about you, Denise, and I, I reached out to you, I was like, God, I'm trusting you're going ahead of me. I don't know Denise's life. I don't know what has transpired. What has it been? At least almost 30 years. Tw- well, 20. We'll just say 20. Yes. It's been Since a long we were time. That. Yes. Yes. So that was my prayer to God was, I don't know what has transpired. I just know because I did tap in and I, I caught your um, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday wisdom. Yes. Wednesday wisdom. And we can talk about that a little bit. And I was like, ah, that's why God put Denise on my heart. There's something that he's speaking through you mm. that he wants out on the airwaves. So I'm getting way ahead of myself and the audience is scratching their head going, what is she talking about? (laughs) So (laughs) talk to me about what has led you to where you are now. 
So um, I will give you a snippet of that, but, but I'm going to press pause and tell you, I just want to affirm for you that you're on the right path uh, within your prayer, because <laughs> I wrote this book <laughs> and I had some challenges with the company that was sending the book in and they were dragging their feet and there were all these different things. And so right. finally the books arrived. Uh -huh. It's supposed to be a pallet. It was like 26 boxes. And I'm like, okay, Lord. <laughs> and so I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the book is here. I guess at this point, this is where I normally grab my client's hand because I work right. with, you know, speakers and authors and stuff. And mm -hmm. normally I'm behind the scenes. So I, I grab their hand and I'm like, this is your baby. This is your book. <laughs> and they're all excited. And then I say, and so now what I want you to know, now the real work begins. That's, right. that's usually what I say to them, right? Right. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, now we have to market it. Yes. So I was talking to my sweetie and I said, babe, this is what I normally say to my clients. He goes, well, what does that mean? I said, well, that means that now I'm going to have to probably reach out to people that I know that have podcasts and I'm going to have to book myself for interviews. And I was like, oh, darn it. Hold on a second. Somebody dinged my phone. I promise you, BJ, I pull up my phone and it was the text from you. Like that's, that's how that happened. That's awesome. <laughs> So I, I was trying to compose my message back and I was talking to him and pausing, but I just want you to know that, you know, of course, God heard your prayer. Of that's course, of you. course, that's how he operates. <laughs> so yes, very timely. Um, awesome. So when, when you and I originally met, I was working for Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. right? So my background is marketing, branding, and, and, you know, a lot of people don't even know my backstory of working with Tony. Um, I don't know how much time we have. We have as much time as it takes. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to share this because I, I don't share this story often and I think it's just so powerful. So years ago, um, there was a woman, I grew up in church and there was mm -hmm. a woman that was the mother of the church that I attended. And a girlfriend of mine mentioned to me, she was going to go visit this woman at a motel six. And I was like, motel six, <laughs> well, what do you mean motel six? Right. She always had this beautiful home and they did Easter egg hunts and the, her husband, they had a boat. So they take out all of the, the women who had were single mothers. They would right. uh, take all the boys out fishing. Mm -hmm. And I just love them as a couple. It was my first time seeing uh, Christian people be affectionate as couples. So I would watch right. him open her door and he pinched her in her booty. And I kind of look around like, oh my goodness, he, he pinched her on her booty. But I was a little girl watching them going, wow. So you can really love God and still, and, and still have that intimacy. Right? Right, right. And it just, it imprinted this image in my mind that I want that level of playfulness and authenticity and um, affection publicly with a yes. partner when I get to be a big girl. Right. So we fast forward. So I hear she's in a motel. I'm like, wait, wait, what do you mean? So the story goes, um, her husband had developed Alzheimer's mm -hmm. and was in an assisted living place and it was okay. very expensive. And so she had decided she was going to bring him home and she was going to, um, you know, downsize this house they had. They lived in a really right. big house for like 30 years and, and take care of him. So she sold the house. She's packing up all her stuff and uh, finds the second house. She's in the process of doing the paperwork for that. And as she's packing up, he passes away. Wow. And so the lenders came back to her and mm. she was in her late seventies mm. and said, well, unfortunately 
uh, you no longer qualify for the new house. Wow. And so she, who had been raising her grandchild, who was 17 years old since he was a baby, is a single mom slash single grandma living in a Motel 6. Mm. And I just thought to myself, absolutely not. Like, that is not okay on any level. Right. And so I told my girlfriend who was going to visit her, I said, wait a second, I, I, I want to give her a card. Can you, you have five minutes. So I sit and I grab a blank card and I write this card. Like, I love watching you and your husband and you were amazing. And I just, I'm so <laughs> grateful for you. And I just want to let you know, I appreciate you. And the night before a company I worked for my, an employee, their last day was the previous day. She right. didn't show up. And I had bought her a basket of lotions and, mm-hmm. and a bubble bath. So I grabbed that. And I snatched off the tag and I put that, I gave it to my girlfriend. So she goes to the hotel. She gives this, this church mother, the basket and the, and she reads the card to her. Mm -hmm. And she said, she burst into tears Mm -hmm. and she said, it makes me want to cry. when I think about it, she said, I was in the bathroom Mm -hmm. on my knees crying out to God, asking him how he had forsaken me after all my years of service. And I cannot believe God sent this baby. He sent this baby to be a blessing to me. And she's just bawling. Mm -hmm. So my girlfriend calls me back and she goes, and and I said, I don't know if she'd be comfortable because I'm thinking she used to live in this big ginormous house. She has a kid, like everything looks ginormous. It was probably like four bedroom, but like (laughs) as a kid, it was probably like a mansion. Right. I was like, I don't know if she'd be comfortable in my little condo. But I mean, I have an extra bedroom. And so my girlfriend calls me and she says, she said, yes. Jump in the car and I run to Walmart and I buy a set of towels and I buy toothbrushes and and, uh, comforters. And I had a futon and moved the futon into there so the grandson could sleep. And my attitude was, you know, there's a scripture that talks about being uh, careful because some have uh, entertained strangers unaware. Right. And I, in my mind, I felt like, like this was my opportunity to give back to this earth angel. Cause that's right. in my mind, that's who she had been. Yes. And I felt like I want to give her the best. I, I want to give her new, ta- I've got plenty of towels. I want to give her new towels. <laughs> I want to make, I'll make her a new toothbrush and tooth and mouthwash and new pillowcases. And I right. even bought new pillows and it, I looked at it as an honor. Mm-hmm. I felt honored to do this because now I'm at an age where I can be a blessing to her. Right. So we fast forward and a year later, I, I have to move. The condo I was in was being sold. And I now, now mind you, I thought she'd stay there for like a week or two to figure out a game plan. That right. turned into her living with me for a year. Wow. Without paying any money, which I would, would not have wanted anything, right? Because it was, it was like my honor. Mm-hmm. So... I now have to figure out where she's going to go. So I've got to dig into understanding her situation. And I'm, I'm looking in the newspaper and in the penny saver in the back, then there was a penny saver (laughs) and every publication I can think of to try to find a place for her. And as I'm flipping, I run across this ad for Tony Robbins. Now, mind you in another life, I used to work for the newspaper. Mm -hmm. So I used to write the classified ad. So I'm looking at this ad and I said, you know what? These people ought to be ashamed of themselves. They're pretending to be Anthony Robbins. Obviously, they're a marketing company. So I said, well, if I get a chance, I'm gonna I'm gonna email my resume and I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a piece of my mind because they should be ashamed. So I send it off, and so I keep looking, 
And then the next day or two, I'm going to San Diego. The company calls me and they said, by any chance, are you going to be in the area today or tomorrow? We'd love to get an interview with you. I said, well, as a matter of fact, I am. Because I'm thinking I'm going to like really gonna tell them, them a few things. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I get there. I pull up in the parking lot. And I was like, yep, I knew it. It says Research International. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I'm going to tell them they should really, they should, they're being misleading. I, you know what? I'm going to donate 30 minutes of my time to give them a piece of my mind. <laughs> So I go in there and everything's all automated. They I sign in, then I have to go to this cubicle. And I'm like, well, wait a second. I got to take this personality assessment. It was a, a wow. Myers-Briggs thing. That turned into like two and a half hours. And I was like, okay, I spent way too much time trying to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> they review the results and they, they bring me into this office and they talk to me and they basically offer me three positions. Well, And... And they asked me if I have any questions. And so it's one of those interviews where everything that you could have asked for, you're getting, so you don't even know what else to come back with. Right. And, but you know, in an interview, you're supposed to have a question, right? Yes. Like that's uh-huh. how they coach you. Make sure you ask a question back to the person interview. Well, I was like, um, well, you know, what other brands do you manage? Um, what other products and services? And this is well, I mean, our seminars and our books, I said, yeah, but do you, do you also rep Brian Tracy and Stephen Covey? Cause I'm thinking they're San Diego people. Right. And they said, no, I said, no, I said, no, just, uh, just Tony Robbins. And I said, but it says research international, like RR, like I assumed that you had a roster of other clients that you would want me to help you with marketing and branding. Right. I said, oh no, no. RR stands for Robbins research international. So I sat there and I was like, wait, so, so this is the Tony Robbins company? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, BJ. So people think I like, they think I probably lobbied and, you know, doctored up my resume to be super flowery to get right. the job working with Tony. They have no idea that like, that's the real story of how I ended up there. <laughs> and um, I love that story. So you probably have to have me back to talk uh, at another yeah, time about two. how we, we have limiting beliefs, right? So mm-hmm. the position they offered me was a VP of sales, a mastery coordinator and something else. And I was intimidated. I'm like, VP of sales, uh, VP of marketing, I'm like VP of marketing. I can't do that. So right. my negative self-talk kicked in. Yes. It said, well, if you're going to fall in a position, you don't fall from working with Tony Robbins. How do you come back from that? How do you say, <laughs> oh yeah, my last job, Tony Robbins, they fired me. Like, you know, I was just like, right. I didn't fire myself before yeah. I even got the well, job. Even got the job. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no, no, no. I better take a lower position, something I know I can do. So, you know, I took a deep breath and I was like, well, you know, I, I think I'd take the mastery coordinator position that way I can you know I like to work from the bottom and work my way really that's what I like to do that's what I like to do that's 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 the path that we all have we gonna work from the bottom no right right that was my my self-talk talking and so I got the job and that's how I ended up at Tony Robbins okay Uh, (laughs) I love 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 that story so um anywho I'm grateful for that because what ended up happening in that role, um, I integrity is very important to me. 
-hmm. being authentic is very important. If I say something, I want to do it. And so I I ended up catching lots of errors within the marketing and the contracts to Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. And they were wanting me to hold people accountable to things that legally they couldn't. And I was pointing out why they couldn't. Right. And it got to the point where they were calling me down to the marketing department to proof all of the ads and the sales copy and the contracts mm, doing the job that I should have the job that you turned down. (laughs) Right. And I still was uh, responsible for my regular job. Right. And so we fast forward and, you know, eventually I went on to, uh, uh, run someone's company as a CEO of a self-development company. And, and that was the beginning, but there's so many lessons there in, are one, our conversation we're having with ourselves. Right. Um, two, our prayer life. Mm-hmm. I, in my, my um, Wisdom Wednesdays, I was talking about conversations that we have and phrases that we say that don't serve us. Like, right. girl, I'm just going to pray for the best and hope for the, what was it? Pray for the best and, and hope for the, prepare. What is it? Pray for the, hope for the best and prepare, prepare for the worst. Prepare for the worst, right. And we find ourselves doing that. And um, I, when I look back at how I ended up at Tony Robbins and then the fact that I ended up doing the job, I have to shake my head, but I recognize that, you know, that, that whole situation was to prepare me for what was next. Right. And um, that was the foundation of me, you know, going into the self-development industry and, yeah. you know, running a self-development company and, and, and growing from there. So... Let me tell you how this happened. <laughs> Everything's a stepping stone. Everything is Lord a stepping stone. Lord have mercy. Okay, so, so now we're stepping into now the title of your book. Is uh, The Blueprint to Finding Your Authentic Voice. 10 okay. Steps to Building Your Brand and Crafting Your Message. Okay. That's the name of the book. Um, everything that I've done, I always like to lead from a place of service. That's, that's just the fabric of who I am. Mm -hmm. So when I look at the situation of how I got to Tony, I would have never been at Tony Robbins had I not been helping the mother from the church. Right. Right. And as I'm working for Tony, like, that's really great, but I, children are close to my heart. Mm -hmm. So I found, I met this, a coworker drug me off to a, a breakfast brunch for women that want to buy houses or something. And there was a keynote speaker there who was very charismatic and passionate. And I was like, I like her. She's sassy. <laughs> and that person ended up being Lisa Nichols. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that we formed a friendship there and I began to help her over the years. And eventually um, I stepped in as CEO of her company. Right. And um, I really just wanted to help her because I felt like she had so much passion and she just needed to be packaged properly. She just needed right. some help. Right. And that help, that me depositing into her, yeah. I'm going to just call it ministry, right? Right. Depositing into that ministry, it opened the door for other things. And it, eventually, um, I left working with her company and I started Authentic, Authentic Speakers Agency, because I right. said, there are tons of Lisa's in the world. There's other people who are very passionate and they want to help people. They're just not packaged properly. Right. And so I thought, well, what if I did what I did with her mm-hmm. and I helped other people and that way I can kind of pick and choose the people I want to support. Right. So that's what I've been doing since I last saw you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I have two companies. I have the personal relationship firm because one, I realized that people come to me and they may have a great message, but before I can even coach you on your presentation, you have to be packaged properly. <laughs> so they started off, you know, under the PR firm right. where I was, you know, doing their marketing and branding. That's how Kim Coles became my client mm-hmm. because she saw me teaching a class that I had created and she wanted me to help build her brand as a speaker. But I was like, we, we got to rebrand you. We got to talk. (laughs) Yes. You're, you're the funny lady. You're Sinclair from living single. Right. (laughs) People need to take you seriously. So we got to, you know, change the narrative here on what it is you're delivering and how you're showing up. Yeah. So I start Authentic Speakers Agency thinking that's going to be my give back. That's going to be the thing that I do just to help people off Mm -hmm. to the side. I didn't even really talk about it. And it's so interesting how God works because I created it to be a place where I could deposit back into people. And I thought that I would make my my money doing my skill, which is marketing branding. God showed me how, what's the scripture say? Your gifts will make room for you. Like gift will make room for you. Right. That's exactly what happened. Right. My gift is packaging people and coaching them and teaching them how to present and making sure that their, uh, you know, their offerings make sense mm-hmm. and it's in alignment with who they're trying to reach. And I, I'm going to do this off to the side and be quiet about it. And it ended up turning into it ended up turning into a business where 50 percent of my work came from the PR firm, 50 percent came from authentic. Mm-hmm. And I'm. I just tell you when I, if I even stop for 30 seconds and think about the doors that God has opened up for me, it makes me want to cry right? because I just feel, I mean, I know I'm his child. So obviously he wants the best for me, but I just feel so honored and blessed Mm -hmm. that, you know, usually we want to think that the good guys finish first, but we know that typically you hear they finish last. Right. So often it's has felt like there's no reward for doing good I, I wasn't feeling like that right and now when I look at how oh I was supposed to go do that interview at Tony Robbins I was supposed to help the church mother I was supposed to help that lady speaking in right. a community center to get to this point I I know that God's hand was on everything so how we got to this book this is a <laughs> funny story Lord have mercy <laughs> So I am traveling around the world. I'm managing Kim. I'm managing Kenny Lattimore. I'm taking meetings with Shaka Khan. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. I, th- this whole thing is taking off, right? So with that comes all the offers. Hey, we want to talk to you about your client because we want them to promote, you know, <laughs> fabulous water and we want you to promote right. the diet pill. So like, I was always getting these emails and, um, I felt this little tug. I felt like God was telling me, you need to write a book. Mm. You spent the last decade packaging, managing, consulting, consoling, building up these speakers. But you know that I saved you from your, what you came through Mm -hmm. because I want you to be a blessing to other people. And I don't know about you, but even though I'm aware of that, and I teach it. I don't know that I was ready for that level of vulnerability. Right. I, I don't know that I, I wanted people to see me a certain way. Yeah. That's and, the hard and step. And I learned, 
I learned early on that when you give them a little piece of your life, they go, oh, 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 oh mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And so what for me, I felt like what was coming with that was judgment. Right. So I, I don't want to write any books. I don't want to be in front of the camera. Keep me in the background so I can just, you know, still walk the streets and be me and not worry about that. But the rational part of my brain knows that God didn't walk me through all that he's walked me through for me to not be an example to other people. Right. So anywho, um, I, I just kept getting this nod. And one day I'm like laying in the bed and I woke up early and I was just hearing, okay, you know, you need to write a book. You, you, you know that you need to write, you know that, right? And I said, okay, I, I, maybe, maybe I need to start with getting a picture. I need professional, I, I can't write a book because I got to have professional headshots, right? Raise your head talking talk. to you again. Right. So, so this is how God works. He was like, okay. So what can you do right now? So I'm laying in the bed and I was like, I get up, I go make some coffee. I was like, I need some coffee. So I make the coffee. So I pull up my phone and I have a photographer, a friend of mine. And I said, I'm going to text Ron and I'm going to tell him that I need to get some professional headshots. I mean, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. I can't write a book if I'm not packaged properly. Right, right. Right. Says, Says the person that does this. So I'm texting him and I'm feeling like, oh. Yeah, see, I, I'm taking some steps, God. See, I reached out to Ron. You know, I think this so often, and I talk about this in my book, that we will go do a thing so that we feel like we took a step towards yes. what we need to do, yes. even though we know that it was a cheat. Right. Like, Obediently I, disobedient is what I call right. that. <laughs> yes. I sent an email or I sent a text. So I send him these pictures and I got a little collage going. I'm feeling like, okay, I'm making some progress. Right. And so I said, um, I have a feeling I'm going to be writing a book in the next 12 months. So I think I'll also need a picture that like goes on the back of the book. He goes, okay, I gotcha. <laughs> so I get back in the bed. I was like, see, God, I'm obedient. See, I reached out to Ron. So I wake back up and I look at my phone. It's like a Saturday and I see this email and it said book offer. I'm like, oh God, this is another, you know, like thigh master presentation. Like we want you to. So I figure this is going to be one of those, hey, we were looking at your roster of clients and we were wondering if Mm -hmm. we could grab one of them and do a collaboration book, kind of like chicken soup for the soul. I'm like, okay, let me save this man like some work. I'm going to tell him I've been thinking about doing that, but not right now. Right. And I know Jack Canfield and I can reach out to him and I'm just going to save myself like 10 minutes of time. So I give him my spiel and he goes, okay, well, Denise, that, that, Hey, that sounds great. Uh, but what we really wanted to talk to you about today was you writing a book. Uh, like me, uh, me writing a book. And he said, yes, if you were going to write a book, what would you, what would you want to write about? When I tell you, like, I had no words and I always have some words. I had no words. I was, (laughs) I was so glad we weren't on video because he would have seen it all. But, um, that's how I ended up writing a book because I had a publisher reach out to me to write the book. And I know that this was just God yes. saying, I told you, yep. <laughs> I told yeah. you. And so I really didn't view 
what it is that I do as a gift. Mm -hmm. Um, when you, when you do something, you do it from your heart. You don't really look at it as something special oftentimes. Right. Right. And, um, it was difficult for me to figure out how to even put that in writing. It's kind of like if you have a person that bakes from scratch, Mm -hmm. like they're like a recipe, wait, get a pill. What do you mean? It's just what I do. Right. So in my book, I thought people were going to say, well, who the heck is Denise Benz? (laughs) And so I made a page that says, who is Denise Benz, (laughs) right? (laughs) And I literally had to save it for last because I didn't know who I was. Like, I didn't know what to say. Right. Which was weird because people on the outside are like, are you kidding me? And so I got really still and I was like, God, what is it that I need to say if I'm describing myself? And so this was like, I call it a download. This was my download. Mm -hmm. It says, who is Denise Benz? I am the oxygen in your project. I'm a passionate, dedicated visionary who has the gift of seeing people beyond where they see themselves. I am a woman fueled by faith, driven by passion and protected by God. Hmm. That's who I am. Yeah. Yeah. My steps are always ordered. It's always ordered. And we, when other people see us, what they see, they get is our resume. So when you had to describe who is Denise Benz, you're going beyond your resume. You're going, no, no, no. God is calling me to open up myself and actually say who I am. And all of those things that you talked about early on, all those steps were placed in order so that Denise knew who she was. So that when she wrote this book, God knew there was going to be a page that says, who is Denise Benz? Yes. And he needed you to be able to describe yourself the way he do, he would describe you. Mm. I always say my, my tagline for the, for the podcast is be on the lookout for the hand of God. He's all yes. in our lives, but so often we miss his hand. We're so busy looking yes. for the next job or looking for the next opening or looking for whatever, the next out. And God is going, yes. hello, I'm right here. Yes. If you just grab onto my hand, I will lead you to your next step. I will lead you so that you're not having to, you didn't have to fight for the book. The book came to you. Well, guess what? In the end, the guy who owns the company, he sold the company. Mm -hmm. And then my contract with him expired. (laughs) Now, because I know the book business, I wasn't motivated to write a book. I'm like, there's so much work. And, you know, often they give you a tiny little advance and you got to do all the work and, you know, and I just, I didn't see myself doing that. So when that contract expired, I was like, man, too bad. I don't know a, a company that does marketing and branding that could actually designed the book cover. Hmm. <laughs> if only, if only I knew someone. <laughs> Check. Ooh, if only I knew someone that could, you know, uh, write the inside content. Let me tell you. Right. BJ, I tried to hire a ghostwriter. I tried <laughs> three times because <laughs> I was like, no, I need someone else to do it. And they, I, they actually turned me down. We had a conversation and they said, sounds great. Right. Sent me the paperwork, paid half the money. 
And then I gave them the first chapter and they said, I don't feel like I can write in your voice. Hmm. And um, I just, I chuckled because even when I was doing it, I knew that wasn't the path because I've ghost written books for my clients. I wanted to hold this book in my hand and know that I wrote wrote every single word that was in it. I mean, how do you have a book entitled your authentic voice? Authentic voice. (laughs) (laughs) My authentic voice that I paid someone else to write. Right. Really? Right. (laughs) Yes. Whatever door God opens, no man can shut. Whatever door he shuts, no man can open. And that's really what we're hearing as we listen to your story. God came before you opening all sorts of doors. And even though Denise tried to close some of them. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. I was like, oh, no, no, no. That door is not for me. It's not for me. It just shows even in our disobedience or in our own ignorance and in our own fear, we don't have the power to shut God's doors in our lives. Yes. You know, Yes. he's got a plan. He's had a plan from day one. And now it's all just starting to come to fruition, you know, watching it unfold. It's really beautiful. Like I said, I just found mm. out about the book. I saw it. I love the title. And I was like, oh, I got to find out more about this. So then I looked on your page and that's when I found the uh, Wednesday Wisdom. Yes. And I, I read the one, I listened to the one about your words are powerful. I was like, oh, okay. Yes. I'm liking this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so how long have you been doing that? The Wednesday Wisdom. <laughs> well this is how god's timing works that was the first one. Oh, was it really <laughs> <laughs> that was the first one so what happens is when i'm talking to people about their brand um i'm just i'm just depositing into them i'm listening right. to what they're going through um oftentimes they'll say oh denise i'm embarrassed to show you my website it looks horrible or mm-hmm. oh i don't like my logo or oh i need help you know really getting out there as a speaker and I have to press pause and say okay so let me support you (laughs) (laughs) really it's okay that you haven't mastered all of that and I tell them this story um there's a book called e-myth revisited and I love that book because he talks about how and I paraphrase his story but there's a story in the book that talks about someone who bakes goods and they're amazing and someone says you should become a baker And so they're like, they go out and they get a location and they start baking, but then they realize, oh, wait a second, I've got to run to the front and like ring people up. Oh my (laughs) gosh. I, you know what? I, someone mentioned to me that I need to have a sign on the door. So now they're like sitting out trying to figure out how to design a sign. And so when they start working on the business and all these other things, all of a sudden they, they get drained. And the thing that they were passionate about, yeah. they start to lose it because they got to do all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I tell entrepreneurs all the time, you have to grant yourself grace and mercy. Yeah. You don't have to have all the answers. And entrepreneurs often feel like, I don't want to admit that I don't know how to do this. Right. I don't want to say I've been in business this five years and I don't have a website or I don't have branded email because mm-hmm. they feel that as an entrepreneur, it's your responsibility to know every aspect of your business. Right. And I, I tell them, you don't have to know and have mastered every aspect. You have to have uh, wisdom to know that you just have to connect with people who that is their genius. Right. And you got to be comfortable saying, you know what? That's not my genius. That, uh, that makes sense that I need that. I love that. Mm-hmm. 
but it's not and I'm the I am first to say that I'm quick to say that right and it's BJ it it will relieve so much stress on the brain absolutely yes because and I think I I don't know maybe I'm biased but I feel like women Mm -hmm. women wear that hat even more than men yeah we try to be all things to all people we're a mother we're an auntie we're a sister we're a grandmother we're a we, the, uh, tutor we're yeah, a chef we're everything we're a tailor <laughs> you know what i mean we're, we're a counselor <laughs> we're a therapist <laughs> we're a playmate when the when the kids need somebody to play like we're everything right and then we have the nerve to actually feel guilty when we take time for when ourselves we take a break <laughs> my gosh yeah so I- I know that lesson, learned that lesson the hard way. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a minister. I've been a minister for so long. But one of the greatest lessons I learned was I, when I finally started telling people, you know what? I don't know the answer, but I know the man who does. Yes. You know, I don't yes. have to have all the answers. I don't have to. I cannot carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. But I know the man who's capable mm. of doing that. So I'll take mm. it to prayer. I'll pray all day for you. And he yes. will give you the answer. But yes. it's just, it's that freeing that you're talking about, just not having to carry the responsibility of knowing everything. Yes. So even though I have worked with speakers, I've ghost written stuff, I've created programs, I said, I stopped, I hit a wall when I was writing this book and I said, well, someone says, so how's the book coming? And she's all the way across the country. She's in the UK. And I said, oh, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I've hit a wall, you know, I got to get back to writing. Um, and then my, one of my girlfriends who's here, she's an etiquette expert. She's, she asked the same question in the same week, two women. Right, right. And, I, and I, I gave them the same spiel. And one of them said, wait, well, how many pages do you have? <laughs> and I said, well, I only, ha- I only have like 90 pages. And I know, I mean, a real book has to be at least 200 pages. And she said, who told you that? And I was like, I don't know. Isn't that a thing? She said, what's the format of the book? I said, eight and a half by 11. She said, Denise, this is what I want you to do. I need you to download that book. I need you to drop it into a book format. Yes. And you're going to be surprised that you're probably further along than you even think. Yes. CJ, when I did that, I just sat there staring at the screen. <laughs> and I was like, oh my, I, I could have drugged this out a whole nother year. Right. And I tell trying to my get clients, to 200 plus pages. Yes. Yeah. And, and someone said, actually, a, um, a gentleman who teaches a business, business, was it business Bible study mm-hmm. is what he teaches. And he was talking about the importance of having a book because it adds credibility, like all the stuff that I tell my clients that I already know. And so I'm sitting there in this Bible study listening to him and I'm like, how in the world is this the message for today? I'm just shaking my head. And he goes, and I want to tell you guys, some of you think that a book has to be two, 300 pages, but it doesn't. I was like, okay, this is really bizarre. And so I just put my head down. He said, because people are moving so fast, they don't have time to read a 200, 300 That's page right. book. That's he right. said, some of the best books might only be a hundred pages. He says, it is about the content, not, yes. the, not the number of pages. It was like, Every time I came up with something, God would send like two or three <laughs> messages to be like, okay, okay. <laughs> yes. So after that, I sat back down and it just began to pour out of me. 
Right. And not only did I finish the book, I created a second product. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a companion journal, and it's called Get Unapologetically Authentic. Nice. And so I was like, Lord, I just love how you work. I love, and I I feel like He works with us based on who we are. Like right. I'm a hard head. Like I need to be hitting the head like that. <laughs> So that might not work for somebody else. They, they might hear it the first time and be like, okay, got it. That's not me. It's not me. He knew who he, knew who he was working with. He knew exactly what he had. Yes. So that is awesome. Well, I am so proud. I can't wait to get the book. I got to pick it up oh, so I can get a read. You. But I am so proud of you. And, mm. you know, I, I love doing these podcasts, not for the sake of anything other than hearing people's stories. You know, God is so much on the move and it's so very easy in this world that we're in right now to lose sight that God is still very much in control, you know, and we keep looking for him in all the big things. And yes, he's in that. But if we look at individual lives, we'll see just how incredible our God's authentic voice is. He's speaking and he's speaking very clearly. He spoke very specifically to Denise in the mm-hmm. way that Denise needed to hear it, hard-headed mm-hmm. and everything else. <laughs> but that's yes. who he is. He loves us enough to meet us where we are. Yes. And that's yeah. what this is. I get a chance. I have the honor of sitting and listening to stories like yours. I get to eavesdrop on what God is doing in people's lives. So thank you. <laughs> no, thank, thank you. And BJ, I'm going to just say you have been and you may not feel like it but I'm going to tell you for me mm-hmm. you have been consistent in how you show up as a woman mm. as a sister as a, a partner I watch you in partnership right and it's inspiring to me and what I love is it's not that you're you come across as perfect, though people might look at you and think you're perfect. Mm -hmm. What I appreciate is you consistently will say, okay, well, let me, let's, let's go to in prayer about that. Or like, let me, let's see what God has to say about that. You, I I never, I've never felt like there was anything that was too silly to ask. Mm -hmm. I, when I had to make a big life choice, (laughs) I thought, who do I go to that could understand that I know I heard God tell me this and not think that I'm crazy that I'm saying it this way. And I came to you and I knew that I could trust you. I knew that you would get it. And your advice to me was, if that's what God told you, Hmm. then that's what you need to do. And don't worry about other people understanding. Don't worry about them uh, not being able to have access to you. They, they figured it out before you came. They're going to figure it out when you leave. <laughs> That's right. Very true. And I think about that. So I cannot tell you how many times I have repeated my BJ moment in my head where I'm at a crossroads and I don't, I, I will make myself uncomfortable for the sake of being there for someone else. Right. And I go, well, what would BJ say if I called her right now? Mm-hmm. And the answer is she would say, listen to God. Mm-hmm. If this is what God is telling you, then don't make the, how, how this is going to affect them your problem. May, maybe you're leaving as part of their journey. That's right. 
And um, I have told that story dozens of times over. Mm. And um, so your words have been the ripple in the pond. There's so many people all over the country that I've had private conversations. Some of them are celebrities. Mm -hmm. Some of them are um, authors. Some of them are doctors. Some of them are attorneys. I've told the story, our story so many times. (laughs) Yes, so many times. And um, each person I've shared it with, they're like, Denise, thank you for sharing that with me because you're right. I'm more focused on this person over here than what I know right. I heard God tell me and, and I can't explain. I'm like, and guess what? And you don't have to. Right. <laughs> so like, but I, I, if I tell this person, they're not going to understand. I go, guess what? It's not for them to understand. Not for them to understand. If God want, right. If, it, if God wanted them to have the understanding, he would have told them. Yeah. He's speaking to you, <laughs> not to them. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, girl, thank you for sharing that. I, I, like I said earlier, it's an honor to be a part of your journey. You know, God has graced us all to be on this planet prayerfully to help each other walk and to get back home to him, Mm. you know, so I'm thankful that God chose to use me in any way, shape or form. So thank you for taking that wisdom and letting it be a ripple in the pond. So I watched your video for for your rebound video. And I was like, see, and this is why I love her. (laughs) because who sits in front of a camera and says you know what there's times that I didn't have I I, like I I felt hurt or I felt broken I felt like I'd have the answers right people don't show what I call the underbelly right when I start to stress out and worry about stuff I have to go wait 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 don't don't forget who you are your steps are ordered look don't you see this beautiful tapestry that tapestry that he has created for you right don't you know that this is just part of the next thing and so when I saw your video I was like man I love that she shot a video saying that because there's so many people that have been in whatever the it is Mm -hmm. the music industry the um arts and entertainment the church ministry when they've been doing something a long time, they often never ever come back and tell you that they've struggled with anything. So on the outside, we look and go, man, they've been consistent all this time. And I fell so many times, like you feel you, you're beating yourself up. So when you have someone you respect being willing to say, I had moments where I had to sit back on my couch and have a private conversation. Then it gives, you give us permission Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know why it makes me want to cry, BJ. You give us permission to, to be okay knowing that we have stumped our feet and stumbled more right. than two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. Right. And we can still get back up. So I love that wording. I love the word rebound. And it, it that video was just a reminder. I actually sent it to a couple of people. It had nothing to do with what we're working. I was like, you need to watch this because it's really good. Amen. <laughs> See, a ripple in the pond. Yes, yes. That's what we Thank all Thank you love. so much. All right, sweetie. Well, we should wrap it up. I love it. I love it. I'm so glad to have had this time. I'm so glad God directed me to yes. you because yes. he definitely did. This is amazing. Well, I'm going to pick you. up your book. Before we close, tell everybody the name of the book again, as well as the second book that's accompanying it. Yes. So the book is called The Blueprint to Finding Your Authentic Voice. And it's 10 Steps to Building Your Brand and Crafting Your Message as a Speaker. My name is Denise Benz. You can reach me on the social media platforms. Um, My website is denisebenz.com. 
on Instagram. I'm Miss Denise Spins. And if you need to reach out, if you have a question, if you just, you know, want more insight, feel free. I'm an open door. And anybody that is in BJ's community is clearly in my village. So my door is always open. That's awesome. All right, girl. Thank you so much. And more than anything, everybody know that the hand of God is a powerful hand. If you find the hand of God, you will find and you will courageously take your next step. So Denise, thank you, sweetheart. I love you much. I haven't met your man yet, but give him my love. Thank him for letting me have you for this time. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, BJ. Love you. Love you too. Take care, girl. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you everyone for listening in. I hope you've been enlightened and encouraged. I want to say thank you to my incredible guests this week and a special thanks to my music man, Mr. David Burnett Graham. Follow me on Instagram, everybody. And until next time, be on the lookout for the hand of God.